right. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Smokehouse Tailgate Grill and Marinade. No, no, no. Smokehouse. You gotta say it's presenting sponsor. I pay a lot of money for this. Spot. Presenting, bro. Get it right. All right. Well, I, I said in part week. because it's not this week. Like I'm the presenting sponsor. <laughs> yeah, he sponsored this thing. This show? Yeah, the show is our, our presenting sponsor. Yeah. It's waiting on fries. They, you don't get it? You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. But All this time on the entree, and it's perfectly executed, and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in, and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service, that they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> Our, pre- <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, Our presenting sponsor is Smokehouse Tailgate Grill in Maranek, open for takeout and delivery. Uh, find them at the website shtailgate.com. Use the promo code SMOKESQUAD for 10% off your order. shtailgate.com, com, com, com. 10% off. Use code Smoke Squad. Smoke Squad. Smoke Squad. Is that thing you're doing with your hands going to actually work? Does that do anything? <laughs> no, you'll, you'll, hear it, you'll hear it in post-production. It, felt, it post. felt like it was right. Man, we're back. You know, after a little hiatus, we got shut down, obviously, in our other studio because of COVID-19 and, you know, not looking to spread any germs through the studio, which was pretty tough. And people were just like, oh, I thought that was one of those things that you guys started and then just stopped doing. But it was one of those things we started and then just stopped doing. Yeah, we started it and then we stopped doing it. Oh, but so now we're back. back. So we're so back. So we got this, right? We had that 30-minute hot hot take thing that we did <laughs> on uh, IGTV real quick. But we're, we're, we got our own stuff now. Exactly. And now we're back. Took some time to rebuild and now we're back better and than ever. And we can ever. never stop now because we can do whatever we want. Exactly. exactly. And not only that, but like... People are really excited. They're going back to work. They're, the people have been asking for this. You know, they've been sitting on the couch long enough. They can only watch the platform so many times. Yeah, we came being back disgusted. just in time for people to stop consuming content. <laughs> I know. And now we hit them with some new content while they're out there on the roads. So they can try to figure out how they can work it back into their busy schedules. And moving around. So, I mean, you know, it's weird because we're split up a little bit here. Part of this table lives in New York. Part of this table lives in Connecticut, which is odd because we're just a stone's throw away from each other anyway. And the laws are drastically different in each state with COVID. So when was the last time you got to go out to eat, Justin? March 16th. The last time I went out to eat was sometime in March as well. But what about you, Jay? When's the last time you went out to eat? Uh, I went out in Stanford on Saturday night in Connecticut. Must be nice. And I have to tell you this. Were there people? Did you see people? It was a zoo. Like, That's crazy. It felt unsafe almost is how many people there were out there. Seriously? Um, what the city of Stanford did, and a lot of cities around the U.S. are doing this too, and I, I guess the world really, they shut down the street in front of all restaurant rows. So uh, what happened when they shut the streets down was they actually invited the restaurants to bring tables out into the street. That way they can actually double up their occupancy, which is great for the restaurant owners, obviously. They need to make a little bit of money. And the city then is kind of backing the restaurants saying, hey, we want you to stay here and survive because the town would be nothing without any restaurants. Uh, So I will say that it was next to near impossible to get a reservation anywhere. We did wind up going So all the restaurants that are open are doing reservations only? You can't just walk in and get a seat? It is table reservation only. You can't just walk in somewhere and get a seat because it was pandemonium on the streets. And well, I imagine, too, with capacity limitations, it makes it that much harder to get reservations. Totally. And the most interesting part of everything is, without there actually being a bar, people are forced to sit at tables and have drinks. So you have no idea what a table flip is going to take, because they're not just eating dinner. Yeah. They're sitting and having cocktails. 
which is also very frustrating too because when you're on the outside and just watching somebody enjoy their sangria, you want to punch them in the <laughs> neck. Absolutely. Really like, I want a chance to enjoy my sangria as well. But I will say that Stanford does have a law in place too where they are not having gatherings of five people or more sitting at tables, which makes it really hard because you can't go on threesome couple dates because that sixth person is man out. You know, so you, you, got, got, a you got a third wheel situation, <laughs> guaranteed third wheel situation. Guaranteed totally. third wheel situation. So it's, it was really tough and we couldn't, we had six people. We couldn't even find a spot for a while. Wow. Fortunately, we found a place that wasn't as fully crowded as the others and they could care less about this five-person rule. So you're saying you broke the law? We totally broke the law. And we enjoyed beautiful food, sangria, laughs, drinks. We talked, and I don't even think I have COVID so, again. So you were, you were willing to put these people's livelihood in jeopardy so you could sit with your friend? We all had it already, and we feel like we're good for the next couple months. That's before, a very selfish you know, mindset. What, really? what about the other people? Yeah, what about there's, everyone else? There's absolutely nobody out eating right now that is fearful of COVID. If they're fearful, they're staying inside their house where it's safe. I don't think that's true. That, that's an interesting take, actually. I get I, what he's saying, but I don't think that's no, true. No, I mean, how much of the population you think is, is, is over it at this point? Or already had it. Over like, it in terms no, of no, like I they mean care over less. It. I don't. I mean figurative over it. Like like, like they don't yeah, care about it. Exactly. Well, it's a combo, right? Of both, figurative and literal. I mean, how long can you really keep people inside before it's just, you know, I gotta get out. Like, I'm not staying inside anymore. I understand the feeling of like antsiness about wanting to get back outside, but I think people are still being like sensitive to the fact that they can get sick for going outside. Are you sure. staying inside more, Nooms? I go outside when I need to. I don't make frivolous trips outside just to be outside. And you're masked up on the streets? Yeah, I got my mask on. Or just when you go into a place? How do you feel about going out? I only put on a mask when I go into a building. Like, if I'm walking my dog on the street, I don't put on a mask. Free air is free What's your feeling right now about going out to eat? Like, would you go out to eat? If I could, I would. You would, okay. Well, you could. You could just travel up the block to Stanford and go sit outside on a patio and enjoy beautiful weather and eat. That's not really convenient for me, but you're right. My my wife actually is still uncomfortable going out going yeah. out to eat. We, you know, I've I've asked a couple of times if you hey do you want to go out to Stanford? They're open. We can try a place out, you know, see what's going on. And she said I don't know if I'm comfortable yet, actually going out to eat. And how long do you think until that decision changes? I, I don't right? know. I, yeah, because I, it's really different. Because for me, I'm 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 okay with it. I'm already yeah, because you're you're out. But I'm your also life out every day. My yeah. wife's been stuck at home with, with our two kids for. <laughs> Two and a half months. And you have kids, so it's a different consideration. And we have kids. And well, let's also recap how long Smokehouse has been open during this whole pandemic, too. Yeah, you guys so have been open for the majority of the time, right? We closed on Mondays. Other than that, we've been open. See? So, I mean, you have a lot of public interaction all day as it is, even right. though you have a distance So I think I'm desensitized so. a little bit to totally. it, yeah. where she hasn't, she hasn't been exposed. That's the big question, though, I think that we're facing is, you know, what... We're when let, will the general public feel safe Yeah, again? we're letting people out, and we're letting people go. As we start letting people out and let people go back into restaurants and back into lives, how many people are actually comfortable enough to go and do that? But judging by Stanford, it seems like enough to fill the limited seats. But does that continue? How do you gauge that? I think there's enough people that want to go out given the opportunity to go out. I, I think there's enough. People. I kind of like the fact that Connecticut opened before us because we so can, can kind of see what's going on. Yeah, we can yeah. sit from afar and judge and say, all right, well, they're doing this. How's that working? How's this working? Does Gitty, that work? Pigs. Different ideas. So we have a better idea when, when we're allowed to reopen you, what, which way we want to go with it and how we want to 
play and have a good idea of whether people want to be outside or not want to be outside, how many people to put on staff or not to put on staff, or even allowed to put on staff. I don't know. Agree. And here, too, in, in the town of Mamaroneck, you know, this strip is small enough where you could kind of, I think, shut down the street, no, and let them put more tables outside similar to what they do that occasionally. Are doing. I, I haven't heard them talk about that. I know they're not giving out sidewalk, sidewalk cafe permits this year. They're not. No, they said they're not going to be That's in the interest of keeping the sidewalks open for enough room to social distance as people walk by. So they don't want to tur- uh, bottleneck one side of the sidewalk. That must have been a pretty difficult decision to make based on the number of restaurants on the block. That's I like know, literally I, taking money out of your pockets. I don't know if the difference is if they decide yeah. to let the close the street, then there's a lot more space for all that to happen. Yeah. But as far as the standard sidewalk permits, you know that they said they're not going to do. So we'll That's see. kind of surprising. I, I thought they would be like itching to hand those out to I bring know, business back to the block. I uh, will say that when we did go out on Saturday night, uh, the place that we went to, obviously they, they didn't care about the five-person max. They were happy to take our money, as I'm sure many businesses are kind of willing to risk after they test the waters. And uh, If you know that you're maybe not going to get a ticket outside – I think you would let six people sit at a table instead of turning a party of six away. Yeah, but Our I can also understand the thought process like, well, they put these rules in, someone's going to be around a check, let's make sure we don't break and it. And the know? city of Stanford is out there, and they are looking, yeah. and they're wearing their little orange shirts or whatever as they walk around. What's the fine? I don't even know what the fine is, so I'm not going to speak on it. But sure enough... But you tables, are willing to break the rule. Yeah, I break the rules all day. What, does uh, the restaurant get fined or does the individual get fined? It's probably the restaurant. It's the restaurant. They should not be So, of course, Jay doesn't get fined. Yeah, totally. But, I mean, those guys know where their limits are, I think, too. And the city of Stanford's not looking to find people and shut them down. They're trying to let them make a little bit of money, make sure that they stay in business and they don't have another Just make sure they property. do it safely. I think totally. you get into the don't be a dick mentality. Yeah, that's it. Where, it's, you know, you set five, say more, no more than five. But if you're looking over and there might be six people at a table, but everybody's kind of trying to be spaced out. Yeah. You know, behaving appropriately yeah. and it's not crowded and whatever. Then you kind of look the other way. But if you see it's a problem, then you, then you go in and say and something. And I will say that none of these tables were spaced out. The table behind us was literally, your back was <laughs> so touching basically the other nothing you just said at <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that we're kind of in this time where, I guess, me and my mentality personally, I'm not scared of the coronavirus after going through what we feel was coronavirus and being like, okay, that wasn't so bad for my particular situation. And I'm not scared to get it again. Am I out breathing on other people? No, I'm wearing my mask in public places. Oh, that's good. That that's way good. I don't have to breathe on them and they're not worried and scared. You know, I, I'm doing it for them. You know, doing it for them. Put my so, cape you're, on. so you're, let's say you're, let's say, cause who knows, <laughs> let's say you're plugged into the Stanford restaurant, hospitality workforce, I'm sure you know you have some people that you know and some people that you talk to that are involved working at different places, right? What's the what have you seen as their overall attitude about coming back? How many of them got rehired? Did some go kicking and screaming? Well, first of all, let me ask: Did Connecticut do the same thing that New York did with that extra like six hundred dollars a no. month? I got I got back pay on it. It oh, took you a did? while. Yeah, they oh. they hit that stimulus as well. Um, so and it I got was an extra six hundred dollars a week. It was an extra six hundred. Which uh, I'll be very frank and open. Before that stimulus, my weekly paycheck was two hundred and fifty six dollars. As most week. hospitality employees probably so, were. So yeah. uh, what the hell am I supposed to do? Right? How are you like, supposed to feel with that? Things to pay. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're ready to slit your wrist looking at that coming in yep. every week. Uh, so as that back pay did come in, of course that helps a lot. And now that's actually a nice chunk of change for not doing anything where maybe you can hustle on the side. But with that said too, in these interesting times right now where we're kind of on the fence of opening things back up again, 
and restaurant owners are looking to rehire employees and bring them back, do these employees want to risk it and go back right now when they're making 850 bucks a G doing absolutely nothing but hanging out watching Terminator reruns? <laughs> I can definitely understand why some people wouldn't want to come back, but you got to understand that's not going to last forever. It will not. You are correct. How yeah. many... Um how many people have been offered? Like, have you been offered a job back? I'm. I have to actually send an email back to uh, to Gein, which Danny, our general manager, did send out an email. And I just got caught up. I didn't even answer it at this point. So the answer but is yes. He has been offered. Yeah. So, well. yeah, offer. so there was an email that has gone out that essentially is saying, "Hey guys, obviously we're not going to take back the whole workforce at once. However, we are looking to hire people back little by little." And also, understandingly, we know some people have moved on from this entire industry considering we've just taken a severe blow. And who's coming back? Who's maybe not coming back? So I do need to answer that back, of course. Uh, but also, yeah, are we in any rush to go back to work at this point? If they said that they wanted you back tomorrow, would you go back tomorrow? To, to Gein's, I could not afford to go back tomorrow. And that's just because as a bartender where we have no bar seats, how are we supposed to make money? From tip-outs? Which... I guess leads you into another point here, just about pooling houses at this point where you don't want to lose employees. We have to oh, wait, keep let's employees. not move away from this. So you wouldn't go back if you were offered your job back tomorrow? Tomorrow, no. In a month, two months, or so, you know, when things start to open up and so move So you're saying forward. you're not going to go back until there's actual bar business? Yeah, why would you work no, otherwise when As a bartender, you make money that's fair. That's at fair. the bar? I mean, it's, an, it's important to note, though, there are some like ca- caveats with that whole thing right like that letter went out and i don't know i don't know each i don't know each bar and restaurants ordeal but let's talk a little bit about the the big thing that was going on for a while which was the ppp money that went out to a lot of small businesses and there's a lot of stipulations that came in to get to get that forgiven just recover the pp ppp 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 there you go ppp loan paycheck Paycheck protection Protection program Program. yep yep Uh, basically the idea was the government handed out loans to small businesses that would cover paying your employees for initially an eight-week period um, so that the the restaurant, or in our case restaurant, but so that the small business would not have to come out of pocket for labor. And if you used a certain percentage of that on labor, you could use the remaining percentage towards rent and utilities. And if you hit all of the numbers, that whole loan could be forgiven. Um, and if you didn't hit the numbers, it was a very low back. interest rate loan, like 1% or 0.98%. But or one whatever. of those conditions was that you had to bring back a certain amount of the workforce by a certain date. Yeah, you yeah. had to, A, spend a certain amount of money on payroll itself. B, bring back a certain amount of FTEs, which is full-time equivalent. So it doesn't necessarily mean the number of employees. Uh, but, like, the payroll equivalent has to be the same the as the payroll equivalent. Okay. Yeah. Although you do, there's so many ins and outs of it. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of numbers of actual employees you have to bring back. Then there's a certain amount of FTEs that you have to hit, right? And that letter is important because when a restaurant or business sends out that letter to the employees that have been laid off, they get a response from the employees, either confirming their... Uh, is it like a form letter that everybody's sending out? Like the It's same? a formal letter, yeah. um, which is an offer of employment. If an employee accepts it, right, they come back, you get an FTE for that or a person back. If the employee denies it, you get credit for that as well. So an employee denying um, denying the job back. But that still counts in your favor as you offered the job to them and they chose not yeah, to take it. it yeah, it, it credits for the small business. So they, they say, I offered the job, 
they they denied it. But I did make the job offer, and you get a credit for one employee there, even if they didn't take the offer. What what I don't think that most people notice is that offer to an employee that's on unemployment. That'll is, end their unemployment. That'll end their unemployment. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you say no, yep, you've been offered it. a job. You can no longer answer truthfully the question: yep. Are you able to work? Right, and that's you have to answer that yeah, every when, week. Are you every able week to for work? your unemployment, you have to so certify if you've that been, you been if you've been offered a job. You are able to work. You denied it. You're no longer eligible for unemployment. And the whole point of that paycheck protection program was to get people out of unemployment. The government would rather pay people to work than to pay them to not than work. to pay them Obviously, to not work yeah. because you're doing twofold. One, you're keeping a business open, so the money you would spend is now keeping a business open and, and that employee is getting money that's working. going back into the economy yeah, yeah, yeah right so there is but i don't think that a lot of employees realize no. that if they get that offer and deny the opportunity to work they are disqualified from receive continuing to receive unemployment i was gonna just throw it over uh so okay so, so it's an important question it's that, like that is an important question that yeah. has just had to go out legit legally pretty much that had to go out yeah i mean no you would think it i don't want to speak to any other business like we haven't sent that letter out yet okay. but when you do choose to reopen don't you you're saying you have to though you have it would behoove the business to send a formal letter out yes. because then you need to get formal uh formal denials right, right? if i'm going to if i text somebody hey, you want to come back to work and they say no that doesn't count and then I got to send a formal letter, you know, like, so it just behooves you to send a formal letter out. So there's a paper trail for the, for the whole thing. And then you get credit for those denials. But I think it's more important. I think most people don't realize one, that this is going to end at the end of June anyway, like come June 30, if it's over and you go back to regular unemployment, <laughs> which is nothing, which is nothing. And B, if you get a job offer and you deny it, you're also ineligible for unemployment. We're getting kind of close now to the end of it anyway. So I think for most for the most part, people just be like, I you might as well just work. go back to work. Yeah. You know, don't worry about the two weeks that you save of the free money yeah. and go back to work. I can understand if it was like six weeks ago, <laughs> but it is what it is. And there's also the House just passed the. Uh, a bill to extend it from an eight-week period to a 24-week period, that, but which would relax the urgency of the employer to need to bring people back so fast because that's also getting in trouble. Like, I don't want to hire anybody back yet because we're not even open, but I also need to hire people back so, I don't so that go the, with the this loan, loan will yeah. get forgiven. So what do I do, right? <laughs> do I just frivolously spend payroll for eight weeks just so I have the free money? And then we're not open, or do I wait it out, or whatever? But I, th if they pass this time extension, it really solves a lot of problems, and then that'll kind of go away. A yeah. Little so bit. The, the time extension was passed in the House, but it hasn't been passed in the Senate. Hasn't yet. been passed in the Senate yet. Yeah. And everybody believes it will be. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. They'll probably wait until week seven, and then everybody's already spent all their <laughs> PPP money into it, but whatever. So now that really covers a lot of the perspective of you know owner's perspective, really. Now, the people on the other side are waitstaff, they're bartenders, and every single situation now in deciding to go back to work at this moment is completely different, where I can't go to work behind the bar and make any money unless the format of that bar slash restaurant is that the bartenders are the ones taking tables and delivering the drinks and doing all this extra stuff, like a lot of dive bars would be. Uh, you know, one of the bars that I went to the other day was completely slammed also. And the bartender was running around taking every single table and delivering all the drinks to everybody. And I guarantee she was making a killing in that spot. Nonstop. She was the only front house employee on the floor? That was it. Yeah. 
covering, you know, all the t- everyone's sitting down at a table, so it's not that hard right. considering they're just having drinks and whatnot. So, like, in every situation, it's going to be a little bit different. For me at Tagim, where we have a full staff, wait staff that's been there for 12 years, those guys have seniority over everything, yeah. and the wait staff is the focus of that place, not the bartender by any means. So for me to go back into that location to do that, I make nothing, right? It's peanuts. Uh, as opposed to somebody that's working in this dive bar where they're probably walking out with more money than typical. Uh, so every situation is unique and different. I and wouldn't imagine, though, they would put you in a position to, to, lose, to lose money. Like, for instance, for our, our own, you know, for our own operation, I mean, obviously, we'd love to just hire everybody back and go back to normal, but the, real, the reality of that is it's, it's not, not going to be happen. back to normal. We're at, yeah. You know, we took off half of the tables, and we have no bar service. Literally, one person could, could do very easily do this by themselves, yeah. and we're running a limited menu as it is. It's, it's really not that difficult of a thing. If you get every table full and it's really busy, maybe two people, but it's definitely not a situation where we need a full floor staff. So that's kind of going to it's going to trickle in how we hire people back. And I would say that, you know, seniority aside, most of our bartenders are senior, senior employees anyway. The one we have, I mean, we have three bartenders. They've all been here for longer than anybody else has been here anyway at this point. So they would be the, the, first, first, one the first ones back. Yeah, and, and our, that's natural, I think, in yeah, most and places. Our game plan is to, here's the thing. We, need, we still need to serve drinks, but we, need, we only have table service. So the people that can do that are the bartenders because they can still make drinks and serve tables. And Correct. all of our bartenders, at least at least for this restaurant, they're are all very capable, capable of, the, yeah. of serving a table, you know, with good enough service to do that. They're all none of them are novice. They're not. It's not a party bar. Yeah. We, you know, we have a service. You have a service uh, standard. A service yeah. mentality here, right? Yeah. So, th- I think our bartenders. I don't think I know <laughs> when service opens. Our bartenders will be the first one back, and they'll have the whole floor until until business says we need need more yeah and then and then our you know and then it'll go by seniority our top service staff will come back first and then we'll keep pulling back as as needed it won't be all together at once and i hope every i hope everybody can come back but at the same time i don't know that everybody is going to come back either and you know that's it's not going to be a it's not it's not a performance-based kind of decision. It's a it's a business-based decision, and the hard reality of it is, if July first we open up to capacity, who knows how long until we're at full capacity, and does server f- three, four, five, six on the chain want to wait that long? Really want to wait that long until we get to the point where we need to have all these things back? And I think that's where we're yeah. gonna that's where we're gonna see the real change. That's where we, you know where. And, and I do think that people are still hiring outside of their immediate staff anyway. I've gotten some phone call callbacks from months ago where people said, hey, are you still looking to pick up shifts? And I'm like, no, I'm laying on the couch watching Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Leave not, me yet, alone. not yet. Uh, so, so you see that happening. July and 1, I'll be ready. Now, take, take Manhattan, for example, Nooms, where you're yeah. at. And it's where indoor. Where was that? Is it permanent? No. Well, so the last thing I heard about that was that they weren't opening until there's a vaccine. USHG isn't opening the majority of the restaurants until there's like a hard, safe vaccine for all this. Can you sustain having an operation like that? Like, how Me, deep can I mean, the pockets like, be where you're not looking to make money and you're just like, yeah, we'll wait. I think the pockets at USHG are pretty deep. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know what that looks like for 
Manhattan, to be completely honest. I know a lot of my employees aren't going back to the kitchen. And they're now taking up other things? Or yeah. What? There's, um, so one guy in particular, um, he's like taking computer programming classes. He just said he's not going back to the kitchen. So this is one of my coworkers who left and got a new job at uh, Momofuku Co. And okay. Co. closed two of their New York restaurants. So he, he, they closed their two New York City restaurants and he wasn't given any sort of timeline for when his restaurant would reopen. So he's just making his own plans to not be doing this anymore. I mean, these are these are crazy times. We, we've definitely taken a hospitality blow here. And yeah, I know, feel like that's going to be like a common theme for the next couple of months. A lot of people making changes but you know correct and we've said it before too you know those guys that were holding on will not be here i think months is optimistic you know i really do i think months is optimistic i think we're looking at a solid year before we can start seeing some norm normality back in what we know as a more normality back in the hospitality industry i, I mean i think we're lucky i mean this restaurant or my restaurant is lucky to to be able to still be open to be right able to still yeah. be open and we run at a capacity where takeout is like is a thing <laughs> there's a lot of restaurants where takeout is not takeout's not a thing feasible. in Manhattan. Yeah. okay that's a great example exactly. you're what floor are you on 60 floors in the sky yeah, like gonna, luxury you, food how that's do you not, operate that's not takeout takeout 60 floors manhattan, manhattan is closed for the most there's not even people there yeah for the most part you know so you know we're lucky that we have this we have a giant window in the front and it kind of naturally just I mean, barbecue food, too, naturally, is an easy takeout food. Get some ribs and wings or whatever, and it's easy. But I, I kind of feel for the restaurants that, that don't have that option or didn't have a strong takeout background to build off of. Just like, so to- the entire USHG family of restaurants, it's 20-plus restaurants. The only two that I've, I've heard been opening um, was Daily Provisions and Marta. And I think Marta hasn't even opened up yet. Daily Provisions opened up for a takeout, I believe, last week. But out of all of the restaurants in the company, those are the only two that are doing takeout right now. So it's going to be a big pivot for everybody else to see if they're even able to catch up. Yeah, and I think the jobs that are going to be there as restaurants start to open back up are going to be limited as long as capacity is limited. Yeah. If you're at 25% capacity, yeah. expect the 25% workforce. It's just one economics 101, right? Supply and demand. Like We're not going to overstaff. Correct. It's not fair to the employees that you're employing because they have to make a certain amount of money, and you also not don't want to spend the payroll. You can't responsibly... Afford spend to spend it, yeah, the if you're not going to make any money and keep the business alive. So you know that's it's going to be a while before we start to see that. You you would have a little bit more optimism though too if you saw how busy these streets in Connecticut were on Friday and Saturday. Just beautiful day all day long. It wasn't even just like a night thing. It was like an all day long thing, where it's like that just just like pent up demand. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes to it. people just wanting to be out. Yeah, there. and that and that's good. I mean, I'm happy to see that yeah. because one of our biggest fears is okay, we're open and now we have to put the floor staff on and no and one's coming comes in. in the door. Yeah, I don't think you know? that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I think it's been long enough where enough people are like, I, I just I need to go out. I need to, like, get I out, need to go out. I need to see other people than the two people <laughs> I've been in the same house with for three months. Yeah. Uh, I need to be done. I need to be out. True. That beer that you're sipping on right now is made by Sloop Brewing Co. I believe it's the Juice Bomb, and it is, it is GD bomb. fantastic. It is juice Bomb. You know, there's a lot of citrus notes in there. Can you feel the bubbles on your tongue every sip that you take? I can. I can. I bet those I don't are wait that long. pretty damn. <laughs> I bet those are pretty damn delicious. Goes oh, you, down easy. Oh, that's why I'm still at half a beer here, and you guys are up to your third, huh? Second. Oh, who's counting? Two I thought half. we were all having fun here. Having a great time. <laughs> 
Okay. Enough uh, jokes being said here, guys. Can we get serious again for one second? Jesus. Sure. Is this really a serious show? Such a serious thing. There's a lot of things to be talking about right now. There's guys losing their businesses, and we're trying to keep them intact here. I mean, that's serious. That's serious. Pour some soup out for the homies. (sighs) So, with all this that we're talking about in people coming back and people not coming back... There are people coming back into the restaurants, and the people that are coming back to work into these restaurants are making this tough decision. Is it worth it? Can I make enough money? Uh, And now I know from just talking to you a little bit ago, Just, that you said that you are essentially pooling here. Yeah, it's been, let's say it's not a definite, it's not a definite decision yet, um, but it's, it's, it's definitely a winning, uh, a winning option right now, which seems to make the most sense based on the, not knowing what people are going to be able to make. I don't True. know for lack of a better way to say that. Yeah. Since it's, you know, it's going to be hard to predict the business levels and predict, you know, are you going to make the same tips as you were before or is your wages We're actually paying we're going to pay a higher hourly wage as well. Oh really? Um for the interim. So, you know, we we kind of announced, you know, we did a Zoom with everybody we were wait uh waitlisted. We did a Zoom with everybody we had laid off and kind of talked about I was, where... I was we, thinking about joining that Zoom call. But then I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't know whether I should <laughs> so, or not. <laughs> you know, we got everybody together and kind of gave a State of the Union, basically explaining what we've been doing for the past two months, the state the restaurant is in, what we're going to do going forward, kind of some ideas that we've been throwing back and forth because, you know, week to week it's changing anyway, so we don't even know. Like, whatever, we decided Monday and then three or four different things happen in the week and we're like, okay, well maybe that's not the good idea anymore. So, but one of the things we did introduce is that for a a four week period, when everybody comes back, we're just going to pay them like a higher hourly wage above the minimum wage. So So you're, you're also a different breed. And I think that's something that should be brought out too. You really do take care of the people that work for you at the end of the day. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of establishments whose owners could care less. They don't really go that extra mile to take care of people. And, you know, through the countless environments that I've worked through over the years, it's evident that there's a lot of places that, you know, you're just the help at the end of the day in the place. And that's it. Where you come in with just here, where I feel like you pay higher wages as it is already. You're making a conscious decision to say. Let's not say false. (laughs) We pay the server a minimum wage. They probably do a little better. Okay. Than most places, because the quality of the restaurants. So I, you know, I don't think anybody's going poor working here for yeah. by a long shot. But normally, we pay the server server wage. It's not over that. But at the end of the day, I'm saying that you take care of your family here a lot more than a lot of places do. We try and to make sure that everybody's everything. doing well. Yeah. Correct. So in, you know, having this unsurety of how many people are going to be coming out to the restaurants and be out here actually sitting in lower occupancy once this is open out here. Yeah, how many people are you going to need? You already have a staff of a handful of people in here. Today, when I just walked in here, you had what? Two, two people walking around in here? Three people. Three yeah. people walking around in here? Well, two of them are own, the owners. Yeah. Ryan, Jones, Yosley. Yeah. I mean, cook, yeah. Cook. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we've been working... And you're here in addition. You are essentially an employee in, in this mean, battlefield. Yeah, right? of course. But I've, we've always been that way. So that's, yeah. not, that's not odd to me. Mike it's and been I, that way since yeah, day one. Mike Literally and I have always worked an actual shift. You know, we're not just walking around watching. The day that I walked in and asked you for a job, you were sweeping the floor. 
Like the guy runs around asleep in the floor. Still it were, the floor. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> like, uh, can I speak to the owner? And he's like, it's me. I go, like, stop pulling my leg. You guys still hiring me? You're can sleeping. I get a job? And you're like, yeah, let me ask my partner. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, what we just also discussed, which was interesting, which I haven't even really put any thought to, is pulling for the week, which makes it even more even because every day is a little bit different as far as people going out and yeah, I think the I think the key element behind that was making sure that we're providing the best product that we can provide all the time when we come out of this because you're making first impressions again. It's been it's going to be 3 months, three to four months since anybody's walked inside this restaurant and sat at a table that wasn't an employee. Yep. So you have to kind of come at that as like everybody's a new – even though everybody's – not everybody. Even though there will be several people that have been here before, they're going to walk into a new environment, yeah. a new operating system, a limited menu, kind of new way to new do it. New restrictions. New rules, new restrictions. It's going to be everybody's first time again, yeah. right? So we have to kind of make sure that we can be consistent across the board, and we can't let ourselves get into – the uh, frivolous arguing over well i gotta work a day shift or a night shift or this shift is better that shift is better or whatever which is you know we always try to spread it out so no one is predominantly you know you always have a sit we always used to have a situation where someone would have to take one for the team quote unquote and work the monday lunch which we know is slow but someone's got to work it right in this scenario we really want to focus and make sure we're going to give a consistent product and that everybody's happy so whether you get a you're good working, Monday lunch experience as well yeah. as you get a good and Friday. So dinner if you're experience. working Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday lunch, and you get no Thursday, Friday, Saturday dinner, you still benefit from Thursday, Friday, Saturday dinner because we want the experience as a whole and the week as a whole to be yeah. successful. So our idea, although it's not confirmed that we're going to do that, is to take everything out for the whole week, divide it up, everybody gets the same hourly rate, and and pool it. And and I don't know. You know, if, I, if you had to ask me, am I going to lean? Is that going to be forever? Probably not. Totally. You know, but I think in the interim, as we try to figure For it now, out. now, I think that's yeah, a good Yeah, I think as we try to figure move. it out, the fairest way is to make sure no one ends up on the short end of a stick. Yeah. And, you know, is getting, no one's getting way too much and no one's getting way too little. And that takes a lot of trust from your employees as well, though. I mean, you come from my side of the board where we work in these late night bars Cash goes downstairs with the manager a lot of times, and then people go, this isn't adding up. Yeah, Why is it so not as the, much as it should be? No, no the places that typically anymore, where so. the, the places where the cash just goes downstairs and nobody hears a word from it ever again are the places that aren't having conversations like the one that he's having right now. Agree. Like the fact that he's even thinking about this shows that. Agree. And, and, and that's the point to bring up really at the end of the day. Uh, so with that being said, too, we're, we're making sure everyone's making money. Do you think that we're going to have to create new types of specials to bring people into the restaurants? Or do you think that that, that pent-up demand is just there where people are just going to be coming out like I just saw on the streets of Stanford over the weekend? Do we have to make absurd specials like I just saw on the bar? Three for one Bud make, Lights? No, I don't think you need to make absurd specials. But I think now more than ever is the time to be resourceful and just be mindful about doing things the right way. Like not buying things that are out of season and not buying things that are you know, ridiculous just for the sake of having something like that on the menu, you know what I mean? And that's cutting your your costs really too yeah, at the end yeah, of the day. Just make smart decisions in terms of your menu right yeah. now. And I think you have to make sure that you're operating in a way that you can ensure safety, number one. Yeah. So you don't want to be doing too many things where... You don't want to overextend yourself yeah, in the time. Yeah, if you where, have too many menu items where you not, may not be able to execute everything and be able to 
you know, change, change your gloves and wash your hands in between every interaction and every time you pick up a different spatula. Because, you know, right now, it's like every time you change your, your mood or, you know, your... Every time you start a new task. Every you time you to... start a new task, you got to change your gloves and wash your hands. Yep. You know, just for safety-wise, or you have to mask, or you have to kind of build in time where you can take a second, step off the line, take your mask off, get a drink of water or whatever, where this all used to be real quick. Or you just grab a drink of water real quick. You can't do that anymore. You got to wear a mask. You got to wear all this extra stuff all the time. So if you got to take a drink of water, you have to, like, get off the line, go get a drink of water, take your mask off, breathe for a second, go back to the line. So, you know, putting in a special where you're almost ramping up to get that high volume is contradictory to what you want to actually for what you be need to doing. Do right now. You know, yeah, like your, sure. the operation you want to be doing. So... That's why we're, we're going to come out. We're going to run a really limited menu, like really limited menu. More limited than you're already right now at. Definitely not more than we're at right okay. now. <laughs> I was about but, to say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, definitely not more than we're at right now. Maybe maybe a little bit less just to keep operations. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you're also going to see it's really hard to execute right now. The takeout is, is wild because we're I'm doing sure. like – I don't know if I mean it's definitely not like this for everybody, but I know it is for some for some places. You're, we're getting a rush. Like Saturday night, we're doing almost the same revenue number that we're doing on Jesus. a normal Saturday night, but it's all, all takeout. Take yeah. So you don't have the bar business. Yeah. So which kills your margins, number one. And but if then, you're doing almost the same amount of revenue, you're doing X amount more tickets than you were doing. Way more tickets. Yeah. And the the thing is so. I mean the same amount of revenue, but instead of being at a at a lower margin because you have the alcohol sales to offset it, you're all at that thirty forty percent margin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thirty forty percent cost instead. Um, so that you know that kind of hurts a little bit. But the crazy part is that we don't have the flow of the of the of the restaurant anymore. So where you would have people come in at five thirty, and then people yeah. come in at six thirty, and then seven thirty, and eight thirty. It's 8:30, all like seven and eight o'clock. Right. Like you can't get a table at seven. Okay, so we'll eat at eight thirty. Yeah. Well now. Everybody's at home. Everybody eating dinner at dinner time. at the same time. <laughs> so it's like 5.30 to 7.30, everybody eats. And you basically wow. do the same amount of revenue you do in a seven-hour burn in two hours. And it's madness. That sounds... Complete madness. That sounds fun. The fact that we get 90% of the orders right and don't, like, mix up the sides on it. Like, you should see the amount of boxes that are going out in two yeah. hours is ridiculous. And the fact that we can at all figure out where it's going is a miracle on its own. I will say that uh, Saturday before we wound up going out in Stanford, I also took a trip to Westport and we went to Bar Taco. And uh, we did sit down outside, which is an interesting experience in itself. <laughs> you must wear your mask to the table. You sit at the table. They give you a little, uh, if you're familiar with Bar Taco, they give you a menu and a pencil and it's in a little closed case. So it's nice and clean and sanitized. And then you open it, you fill it out. You have to put your mask back on and you walk up to a takeout window in which you put your order in, you pay for your meal. You also order your drinks there, and then you go put your mask still on, back to the table, you sit down, and you wait for your name to get called up at the front, then you have to put your mask back on from the table, that's so, six foot apart from everybody. Whenever you're sitting at the table, you can take your mask off, but whenever you Correct. leave the table, you have to put it back on? Correct, so then you get up with your you mask on to put your mask food. on to go to the bathroom? Anytime you leave your table, you have to have a mask on. Wow. Yeah, and I've heard that too. Now, in walking over to put my order in, I peered inside just to see like how many employees were there. Huge staff still. And as I'm looking to see how many staff members are there, there's obviously no bar stools because there's no bars available. 
However, the entire bar was just lined up with about 45 bags of to-go orders. And this was about 5.30 or so. So, like, uh, I could believe it, yeah. These guys are still getting business. People are still eating. They they don't want to cook at home. They could care less. So, I mean, I think in terms of doing a special, instead of doing something that's a loss leader, for lack of a better word, for yeah. lack of a better you, term, you a loss leader. Right you don't need a loss leader now. But <clears throat> what you can do, and I think what we we end up ultimately will do when we when we reop- reopen, is take some of those things that we took off the menu and just bring and back one do it on time. a certain day. Yeah. So if like we took a French dip off the menu, we'll say you know what Friday French dip Fridays do, we're gonna do French dip on Friday. Fwim, fwim, fwim. You know, so, and that way you know, okay, we're gonna be doing this tonight. We're gonna yeah. make like. 50 60 sandwiches yeah. we're ready for it we know to bang it out we're now we know it's gonna be the thing and then we can make that on friday or we used to do brisket wednesdays but we <laughs> sell way too much brisket now to bring it off yeah i've heard again. about that it's it's crazy <laughs> how many briskets do you guys cook per day not too many not too many like more uh, than we did on uh, wednesdays or yes yes but we, we've been limiting it so like during the week, we've been making only one because we want to make sure we get one a day. Yeah, we, yeah. Just like Monday, Tuesday. I don't want to like make it sound like we're greater than we are. So, <laughs> like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we make like one or two. Yeah, that's Justin right there. Undersell, over deliver. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we make like one or two, but we, I mean, we sell it out in like an hour. Yeah, like it doesn't last. I know. Very Mike, long. Mike's been telling me that he's one to hand me a slice of brisket. He says whenever he thinks about putting it in my order, it's already gone. By the yeah, time it's already gone. Like it doesn't last long. We it comes out at like five, <laughs> and by like six o'clock, we're sold out. Yeah. So we could clearly make. A lot more and sell it out but we just don't because you want to do it right we want to make sure it's gone so yeah. it's, it's like a thing but then on the weekends we're making you know a bunch you know yeah. oh yeah but and let me tell you <laughs> i'm gonna tell you i'm just gonna go off topic for a second that shit is dialed the fuck in right yeah. now. yeah the ribs that i had him cook for me were so nice they're Dude. really nice Mikey's doing something special back there right yeah. now. I'm telling you right now. The, I'm mad he's not here right now. The brisket, <laughs> get something. The brisket had, that we have been putting out is just it's fucking awesome. You're backing awesome. it hard. What was that? What was the coupon code? Smoke Squad, ten percent <laughs> off your order. Smoke Squad, you 10% can't even get off? that online, dude. You got to call in yeah, in you the morning, in, yeah, and reserve like, your at order. Eleven thirty and reserve that shit. It yeah. comes out at like five o'clock. I can vouch for that. I've been trying to get brisket <laughs> for a couple weeks, Hasn't and happened. he knows the guy, and he still can't get it. It's like, uh, you guys are making me a little bit hungry. Nooms, I, I think you said hunger, something to yeah. me, right? We've, what are you we've doing? got a little snack. We got some uh, Wagyu Kulo. Shout out to Snake River Farms. Snake River Farms is one of the suppliers we used at Manhattan. Um, and so me and some of my coworkers got together and decided to, since we we're all out of work and we weren't going to be hanging out, we were going to eat good on our separate own little uh, Memorial Day weekend. So we ordered a bunch of Wagyu. Awesome. So, Wagyu for you guys so you're going to make a little wa- wa- Wagyu? Wagyu? Yeah. I can never say it. I'm going to cook up some Wagyu for you guys. You know what I'm going to do? I got my camera in the car. I'm oh. going to go record that. The whole thing with you making it, you can instruct them on how to cook that thing perfectly, and wow. they could go find that on the website, I think, right? Yeah, they can find it on the Wait, website. Waitingonfriespodcast.com. I'll put it up there in the, the news section or something, you know, wherever so, it goes. There should be a video section or something we'll like that. We'll even make an Instagram post. Yeah, we can yeah, make Instagram. Does anybody even still that. use Instagram, or do we have to make a TikTok now? <laughs> I'm so done with you. I'm not making a TikTok. Yo, TikTok is where it's at. Nah. Smoke, Smokehouse has TikTok. Go hit sh tailgate.com go use smoke squad 10% off 10% off your orders take out and delivery boom go buy a sloop brewing co juice bomb juice bomb ipa or plenty of other 
delicious beverages. They do have plenty of other beverages to choose from. They're can I actually over there? Can I pour another one, or am I cut off? Yeah, yeah. I we'll, we'll go pour, pour some beers, cook some have wagyu. A good beer steak. Good but, uh, to be back. Can't wait for next week. Yeehaw. Great to be back. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because you know algorithms. algorithms. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>